The talents that God has given to me are spiritual talents. As I read, as I pray, as I serve the Lord, and the Lord begins to bless me in whatever capacity, then I understand that it's the Lord, the one that gives it, and the one that can take away everything that I have. But He doesn't because He loves you. He warns you as a child of God. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us today for our continuing study of Jesus' parables, exploring the story of a wealthy master and trusting his servants with the stewardship of his resources. Raul will challenge us to evaluate our management of everything God has given us. Stay tuned for a reminder that everything we have, from our time to our talents to our finances, belongs to the Lord. Here's Raul Reese in Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 14. We want to look this morning at the believer's stewardship. Stewardship, a very, very important word. This parable here in chapter 25 of Matthew, it's a parable that I've loved for years and years. I read it maybe at least twice a month just to remind me of what Christ wants me to be like. Not only what he wants me to be like, but what he wants me to do for him. I want to make sure that I'm doing something for the Lord. Not because I'm going to be saved, but I do it because I love him. I love him. And people are watching us to see how Christ has changed your life, how Christ and what he's doing today than before to see if there's a real transformation, a real change which we should have a change. But he starts out here in chapter 25 in verses 14 through 18. Before I start that, let me read you something that I picked up. The investor is one who is prepared for the return of his account owner. Who's that? Jesus. It has maximized the opportunity to obtain a financial gain. Now the parable has to do with Jesus coming, leaving, and coming back. And so what he does, he comes and he leaves you and me as stewards, as house managers. The things that he's going to give to you, what are you going to do with them? How are you going to invest them? Your time? The way you do your job? And there are so many things when you start thinking about what God is going to do in my life. You know, when he judges me, he doesn't judge me like a non-believer. He judged me as a son or a daughter of God because we know the truth. That's why I always say you can't go backwards. You got to go forward. To go backwards is a danger because the devil likes to get people that have left the Lord and go back to their old life and begin to do the things that they were taken out of and they're going back like the dog going back to his own vomit. Peter said that. So when we come here or you're at home, wherever you are, make sure you're walking with him. You get to know him more intimately than ever before. Because what I'm going to share with you is a really incredible parable. In my life, it was very incredible this week. As God spoke to me personally. 
But he begins in chapter 25, beginning with verse 14. He says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. So right away, the parable we understand, a man traveling in a far country, the Lord Jesus Christ came, he left, he's coming back again. He's been gone for 1900 years in our lives. So we've had, the church has had time to do a lot to be rewarded for. We're going to stand in judgment one day, the Bema Seat of Christ, at Romans 14.10, 2 Corinthians 5.10, where gold, silver, wood, hay, stubble is going to be tested in the fire. And whatever you actually come out of the fire, that's going to be your reward. And so here Jesus wants us to understand our time, our monies, our children, our wives, our husbands, everything that we do as a believer will be judged. Everything we do will be judged. Because he goes on to say, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who call his own servants. Who are his servants? You and I are slaves. And delivered his goods to them. Notice what he says there. He turned over to us everything that he wanted us to have. Now, some people can handle more than others. And there are those they get, but they don't do anything with it. Those are the people you have to be careful. Because he's going to tell you why. Verse 15. And to one he gave five talents. To another, two talents. To another, one talent. To each according to his what? Own ability. Underline that. Ability. Some get more than others. And so each one of us one day, whatever you've bought, whatever you not only put into the bank, into your savings, one day you're going to be tried by the Lord to see how you spend it. That's important. So God here is talking to these three guys. And he's not only sharing with them what they need to do, but he says, look, I'm giving you this. Okay, when I come back, let's see how much you've made in what I've given to you. Let's see if you're a good steward. One day you and I, the Lord will come back or we'll go meet the Lord. We're going to be judged to see what you've done in your personal life. Not your sister, not your brother, not your friend. You personally will be tried by the fire. Real important. That we understand, especially in the days we're living in, that a lot of times we have to trust God by faith because you don't have it. And here in this parable, the Lord really spoke to me when he gave the talents to one and then five. Because notice what he says now, according to the ability, according to the ability that God has given you as an investor, you have a responsibility. You can't have excuses. No possible way. God gave it and God takes it away. You invest it and God blesses you. You don't invest it, you get everything taken away from you. You're going to see in the moment here. He says in verse 16, Then he who had received the five talents went immediately, traded with them, and made another five talents. I mean, he didn't waste any time. Talents represent opportunities and abilities to be used. The responsibility that we have. The opportunity we get. And then the ability that you have, I have, in order to see who or where we're going to invest what God has given to us. 
to see where we're going to take it. A lot of times people will steal what you invest. They'll have to deal with God with that one. But as we see it here, you might be from another church. We don't ask for money here. We're teaching about being a steward in whatever it is, with your car, your house, whatever it is. Everything belongs to the Lord. He gave you the money to buy that. But he didn't give you the money to waste it on whatever you wasted it. You have to be faithful and a good steward in making things for the Lord. Giving it back to him, you have to be a wise steward. The talents that God has given to me are spiritual talents. As I read, as I pray, as I serve the Lord, and the Lord begins to bless me in whatever capacity, that I understand that it's the Lord, the one that gives it, and the one that can take away everything that I have. But he doesn't because he loves you. He warns you as a child of God. If you're not a Christian, don't worry about it. He'll never mess with you. You'll just have to stand before the Lord one day and give an account. But if you are a real Christian, then listen carefully to the parable. Real careful. It will help you. It will help you in your life. It will convict you in your life. But also you'll be able to receive that which you didn't have before. I like that. That which you had not before. You get blown away by the Lord. Verse 17, he says, And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. So again, good stewardship. Good stewardship going on here. He wants to make sure he makes a profit for his master. Our master is Jesus Christ. He's gone For 1,900 years, he's coming back one day, and we're going to have to give an account to him for my life. Everything that I have in my life, I will have to give an account. Then he says this in verse 18. But he who had received one went and dug a big hole on the ground, and he hid his Lord's money. He should have never done that. He had a lot of excuses why he buried it in the ground. Number one, he was lazy. Number two, he didn't have a heart to invest. Number three, he never thought of the judgment coming when he would be judged for what was given to him and what was back in return to the Lord. He had nothing to return but the same thing. Which means, number one, he never grew. He never even thought about helping people. He only thought about himself. Are you here today? Can God speak to you today to see what he intends to do so you can be fruitful? And others will recognize that it's not by the preacher or teacher or somebody talking to you, but the Lord spoke to your heart to do what we're supposed to do according to God's word. According to God's word, we have the Holy Spirit of God. And when I read that verse 18, I jumped over to verse 19 and here it is. He says, and after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. You should underline that. Accounts are going to be settled when Jesus Christ comes. They're going to be settled. God gave them, number one, a great opportunity, a long time. To do what? To see what they would do, what was given to them by the Lord. They should have a lot invested now by this time. 
we're going to be required, required according to the scripture, to show what good we have done or what good we shall gain that you have gained in the Lord. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We wanted to take just a brief time out to talk with Raul about his upcoming trip to Israel. Raul, how can our walk with the Lord be impacted by going on a trip like this? It will impact your walk because you're walking where Jesus walked. And I think that Bible studies that are given there by the pastor, that they're going to bring not only conviction, it's going to feed your soul. So when you go back to the hotel, you're going to open the Bible for that day. You're going to read. You're going to make notes. You know, not maybe your Bible, like I do notes in your Bible, or maybe in a piece of paper. So when you come back, you come back fully loaded with God's Word, with the uh, sights that you saw, which now they're going to become not only real to you, but when I share the gospel with people, they'll go, wow, how did you know I've been there? I walked through there, I sat there, I ate there. All these things that I wanted to do, I've done it. You need to go to Israel. Thanks, Raul. The dates to join Pastor Raul, his wife Sharon, and their son Ryan are April 2nd through 13th, 2024. To get more information, visit our website, somebodylovesyou.com. Now back to the conclusion of today's teaching, The Believer's Stewardship. Verse 20. So he who had received five talents, came back and brought five other talents. So now it's ten. See, he invested correctly. He went ahead and invested, not once, not twice, until the Lord would come back so that he could give to the Lord what belonged to the Lord in interest, in the interest he received. It's so awesome to do that when you've taken something little and it's become big. And you know that it's not you, but the Lord blessed you with that. And because you have so much, I can help other people. And as I help other people, the pile gets bigger. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. See, that's what the scripture writes. And that's what Jesus said in the scriptures. And when you see the scripture, how can you not obey God's word? He goes on to declare He said, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. Lord, here is your investment. I got more for you, Lord. Man, you don't think the Lord was excited? He was excited. Man, he sees this man's heart, and I gave him five talents. He didn't waste any time. As soon as I left, he was gone. To start investing his five talents and through that whole time making interest for the Lord when he would come and he would have to give him, notice what? An accountability and say, Lord, this is what you gave me. This is not what you receive. And then, verse 21. And then his Lord said to him, well done. I love that. Well done. He's pleased. He's happy. Well done, good and faithful servant. Notice what he says there. Good and faithful servant. He was accountable. The Lord was pleased with him. He accepted what he made. His account was flourishing. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. Not many things. few things. I will make you ruler over many things. 
Enter into the joy of your Lord. Isn't that cool? I underline that verse. Because you know what? The Lord is so gracious, so amazing. The way he treats all of us here. The way he treats us and continues to treat each one of you individually. Whenever you do something for the Lord, he says, well done. That good and faithful servant. If you do something that is not well done, he'll tell you about it too. Because he wants you to learn. When you fail the test, you've got to retake the test until you pass it. And that's something I've learned for 50 years. That I need to pass the test first or I'll be here for a long time. And this is the parable that not only strikes my own heart. But as he goes in the next verse, he says, He also who had received two talents. That's nothing. Two talents. Came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. Imagine that. Two, now he has four. And the Lord looks at him and he says what? Verse 23, well done, the good and faithful servant. His Lord was excited. He was happy. Because he obeyed the commandment of the Lord. He went out immediately like that guy that had five talents. And he multiplied talents. He multiplies talents. And the Lord says, man, these are the kind of people I need in my kingdom. These are the people that won't fail the work of God. Verse 24. Then he who had received one talent came and said to the Lord, Lord, I knew you'd be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. You see, he starts making excuses. You got to stop making excuses. God doesn't buy excuses. How much fruit do you have in your life today? From the time you were born again of the Holy Spirit. Have you been faithful to the Lord? In the talents and gifts he's given to you? With your monies? With your car? With your house? Whatever else it is. Or the gift he's given you to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. To share the gospel with others. Because one day we're going to be tried by that. And then he says this in verse 25. He says, I was afraid and went and hid my talent in the ground. Look, here you have what is yours. No interest at all making excuses for what he has done. An unfruitful servant. Unprofitable. Could not be trusted. To do God's work. Whoa. Could not be trusted. Can you be trusted? Can God trust you with the little things. So he can give you the bigger things. I need to be trusted. You need to be trusted. Can your family trust you? Can your friends trust you? Can your job trust you? People that don't even know you. They come to know you. Can they put their trust in you. That you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth to them. Because if you don't, you're going to make enemies. So for us here sitting today, thinking of who we are, have you been a faithful servant? Or have you been stealing from the Lord? Have you been stealing from the Lord and not giving to God what belongs to God? It doesn't matter where you go to church. You need to give to your church. 
Not because they need it, but because you're commanded to do that according to the word of God. He goes on, verse 26. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So the Lord is saying, you're not ignorant. You know what's better. You're my servant. How can you say, I didn't know when you've heard me all the time share about giving? Before I left, I told you. And I told you how to do it. And I told you what I expected from you when I would come back. So you had a whole season to invest, a whole season to do what I told you to do. But here we are, season ended. And now I want what belongs to me. I want you to give what belongs to you. By the way, everything belongs to him. He has loaned it to you for a season. When you die, you leave everything behind. Everything. Your expensive car, your expensive house, whatever it is. Nothing wrong with having those things. But are you putting God first? Or you're putting your car first? Or your house first? Or your children first? He has to be number one when it comes to this. Number one. Otherwise, well, let's see what he says. Verse 27. So you ought to have deposited my money. Underline that M-Y. My money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. You see, it's not yours. It's the Lord. And the Lord wants interest from what you have. It's not your interest. It's his interest. Verse 28. Therefore, take the talent from him. Give it to him who has 10 talents. Now he has 11 talents. Why? He was faithful. He did what God told him to do. He went out, invested, made interest, came back. Man, he made a lot of money, gave it to the Lord or whatever he did. And the Lord said, man, that good and faithful servant. Awesome. Here it is. This is for you. Verse 29. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Man, underline that. Everything will be taken away. God's judgment for not being faithful. For thinking only of self. Not thinking what God gave to you so it could be used for the kingdom of God. And then verse 30, the sad words. And cast the unprofitable servant into the utter darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That doesn't have to be explained, it explains itself. You see, it's important for us not only to know that hell is real, heaven's real, but God's bank is real. That God gives to us with interest that whatever He's given to me, not only has it added up, But at the same time, what am I doing with it when I depart from this world? What am I going to do? To give it to someone that's going to misspend it? Someone that will misspend it or somebody that will use it for the kingdom of God? That's important. 
As you take stock of all that the Lord has given you to steward in His name, we encourage you to take a fresh look at how you're investing your time, energy, and resources. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's program again in its entirety, we'll send a copy to you for a gift of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and mention today's title, The Believer's Stewardship. Now, we'd also like to tell you about Raul's book titled Sermon of Sermons, focused on Jesus' practical instructions for a life of righteousness and obedience. You'll see that as you daily put hands and feet to your faith, you not only bring glory to God, you point others to His love and salvation. To purchase this inspiring resource, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' book titled Sermon of Sermons. We'll send your copy for just $12 plus shipping and handling. That phone number once again is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves You Radio is supported by listeners like you. Your tax-deductible donations help keep us on the air, and we are blessed by your partnership. Join us again next time as we continue our focus on the parables. We'll consider what it looks like to build our lives on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ Himself. You'll see that no matter what stormy trials you might face, Jesus can be your solid, unshakable rock. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.